I gotta put something that is the coolest dance beat song I've heard in quite a long time. It's one of my producer's favorite songs about acceptance and fighting for your individuality. And it's one of the songs that they dance to on one of their dates. So, I like that song a lot too. So, I'm gonna put it in for them. So, so also trying to think of another song. I was rifling through my library and then I thought, aha! Okay. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> yep. Is this the first time you've had to re-record? No, th- honestly, this is like, I think, the second time that I personally had to do it once. I had to do it with myself. Yeah. So that, ev- so that everyone knows what just happened <laughs> was Lisa and I got about 20, what did your side say? 27? Because mine said 27. I, I last looked at 20 something and then it it was a bit before it cut off yeah see i looked at i looked at the so that everyone knows and everyone can hear this what what's happening right now is that when we make a connection through how i use the podcast there's a timer that's it's Mm -hmm. showing me a timer that's running so i know how long it is yep and what happened was somehow the signal dropped and it cut the connection between, at least from my end, it mm-hmm. cut the connection so that what I saw was that it cut off at 27 mm-hmm. and that I couldn't mm-hmm. get the audio back at all. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it so you would like cut out like it was a bad connection. And then you I briefly heard noise from your end, like it was trying to get through. But then um, after that, it just stopped again. And uh <laughs> and after that was when you texted that the connection. Yeah. Don't you guys see, see you guys, this is one of the blessings. This is one of the, and I say that when I'm doing air quotes right now, no one can see, but <laughs> I'm doing air quotes. This is one of the blessings of doing things live. 
mm-hmm. is that and this is why I prefer one of my goals for a podcast is to do it live mm-hmm. and you just gotta roll with whatever life gives you yep. and and that way when the audience hears it they can hear it as it was recorded mm-hmm. live as it was recorded and if and if Google or society or whatever plays a cruel trick on you you just gotta chuckle roll your eyes and move on so <laughs> what I what I wanted to throw back in here again was I know and now I'm going now I'm talking I'm going through this in my head going mm-hmm. did I say this before should I say yeah. it again <laughs> um I wanted to say that we oh. do the podcast Pride Month. We do it mm-hmm. in June and October. And on the podcast Facebook community, there is a donate link to the Pride Foundation. So please go on there and donate to the Pride Foundation and, and help in our drive for in June and October. So, And also, I want to give a huge shout out just to all the listeners, but to Meg and to Frank and to everyone. Just everyone as a whole. So what what you were mentioning we were talking about undertale yep and you were mentioning the lgbtqia plus representation in oh. games yep yep so go ahead yeah so um undertale uh to go over it briefly for the probably three people that don't know <laughs> um about undertale uh it was a it's a um, very popular indie uh, video game created by uh, Toby Fox with help from Timmy Chang and a couple other uh, individuals, but mostly Toby Fox and Timmy Chang. Um, that uh, draws a lot of inspiration from um, uh, games like uh, Earthbound, especially from Earthbound. Um, and I know you didn't. I'm going to jump in for a quick second here. I know you said games, but just the way my earbuds are sitting in my ear, it looks like you. It sounded like you said gangs. Yeah. It draws its inspiration from gangs. Yeah. yeah that's right. That's right. Yeah, games. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. So, uh, basically, um, you play as a child who fell into the world of monsters uh, underneath the mountain, and you, um. I basically have to reach the end of this cave um, while either befriending or fighting. Well, you fight the uh, monsters that you... Or you enter a fight with the monsters that you encounter along the way. But you can either fight them and kill them or um, talk them down and spare them. And um, so... And, er, and this... So, uh, Undertale came out, let me, I actually pulled it up, uh, earlier, well, earlier as in when we were doing the first take of this recording. Yeah, Uh, before it screwed up. Yep. Uh, it came out in 2015, so, um, same year as Life is Strange. Oh, so I thought for a second there that the way we were all going, that Undertale, Undertale preceded Life is Strange. Um, I, I don't know when the demo of Undertale came out, um, cause there was, uh, there was the um, Kickstarter campaign, um, which, uh, I think around that time there was also a demo of the, um, uh, ruins area of, uh, Undertale, and I don't know when that came out, but Undertale did, er, I looked it up um, earlier, and Undertale is actually a couple months after Life is Strange. But after? Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Oh. So it wasn't. So my original claim that life is strange, and I doubt, and I doubt, and I dare anyone to debate me on this. My original claim was that Life is Strange was one of the first games that I know of. I could probably be wrong. One of the first games that I know of to prominently feature a lesbian couple. And anyone who can tell me that Max and Chloe are not lesbian in that game is kidding themselves. Because, I don't know, maybe it's just the way I see it because Max and Chloe are so darn cute. But maybe it's just the way I see it. But how do you, I mean, there's so many hints throughout the game. How do you not, uh, how do you miss that? 2013, uh, The Last of Us came out with um, Ellie, uh, one of the two primary characters. Right. Uh, Ellie is gay. She's a lesbian. The Last of Us was before that? Yep. The uh, first Last of Us game came out um, in uh, 2013. Although her she wasn't revealed to be lesbian until like the end of that game or towards the end of that game um and so uh her sexuality was wasn't front and center until the last of us 2 uh in 2020 wait the last of us was before that i distinctly remember i thought it was was after it uh, last, uh, the Last of Us Two, the sequel, came out in 2020, which is just right. a couple years ago. Um, but the first, uh, the first Last of Us game was 2013. Um, I have it pulled up in my notes from when I took detailed notes on the uh, LGBT history of video games. Oh, isn't the Last <laughs> of Us? Isn't the Last of Us the creepy zombie game? Yes. That's why I never played it. Never heard much about it because, as everyone knows, zombies are mm-hmm. zombies. Just I, zombies creep me out. Mm-hmm. Vamp vampires do not. Zombies creep me out. Mm-hmm. That's why I've never heard of the game and even bothered to look into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and games games uh, started having gay options. Um, basically, bisexual protagonists where you can choose to be gay or straight. Um, starting in the late 90s. In the late 90s? Mm-hmm. So, I thought, see, I like I said, I thought for the longest time that, well, like I said before and several times, that I thought representation should have gone back a long, long, mm-hmm. long time ago. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I thought I remember someone telling me and hearing that Life is Strange was the first game to prominently feature a lesbian couple. Um, so prominently feature a lesbian couple, um, uh, it, so I'm not, I don't know, because I've, I'm not a fan of horror games except for very specific ones. Um, so I never played Last of Us um, myself. So I don't, so even though that one prominently features a lesbian character, I'm not 100% sure if um, if uh, she has a romantic interest in that game. So um, it could still count as um, Wait a minute, I just looked this up. Hmm. Wasn't, wasn't Elliot Page in The Last of Us? No. Uh, the 
um, the character of Ellie uh, in The Last of Us is um, appears to have been uh, um, appears to have been um, designed or like she appears to be uh, based physically on uh, Elliot Page how um, how Elliot Page looked back then um, actually before the game came out even um, but Elliot Page was not involved in that game uh, in fact he was um, he was in a different game coming out around the same time um, I, what was what was it Beyond Two Souls See, I always, see, I always, I always thought. Now that when you when you mentioned The Last of Us, mm-hmm. Ellie flashed the El, the character Ellie mm-hmm. flashed back in my head, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wait a minute, that's Elliot Page. Nope. He actually, er, Elliot Page actually like came out and said like, I have no involvement in The Last of Us, and um, the. Huh. Yes. Yeah, uh, let me. Yeah, I could have sworn. See, the things you learn about games from someone who's more into games than you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also been told. I've also, in the same breath, saying that. I've also been told that. Apparently, there's going to be a TV series of The Last of Us. I was just looking up the game, and uh, the uh, an upcoming TV series popped up, and Pedro Pascal is in it. Okay. I feel like I should know that name, but I for some reason it's um, not coming to me. The Mandalorian. Okay. I've also I've also been told repeatedly that Chloe Price was based on her voice, mm-hmm. Ashley Birch. Mm-hmm. And I've as everyone who can tell you, I've known way I know way too much about the game. Mm-hmm. But look at Chloe. And kind of look out pictures of of Ashley Birch. And it's like mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. but I mean. So uh, Ellie in The Last of Us is voiced by Ashley Johnson. Hmm. Okay. Huh. Yeah, I could. I could. I'm. I'm assuming, and I'm assuming everyone else could see it. But you look. I just looked it up. You look mm-hmm. at video screen cap from the game, and you're going, and exactly like me, I'm going. That's Elliot Page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it clearly, clearly, the character was designed based on Elliot Page, but it was done um, uh, without his involvement. Huh. Huh. And um, as the game that Elliot Page was involved in, um, Beyond Two Souls. That was actually um, a video game made by uh, um, Quantic Dream, who did Detroit Become Human. And so it has the same, like, motion capture. Um, This area was made with the same, like, motion capture technology, video game technology, as Detroit Become Human. So the characters look like they're actors. There was, you know, I've seen a lot of mocap. Um, behind the scenes renderings. One of my favorite ones that I've seen was the Desolation of Smaug, mm-hmm. where Benedict Cumberbatch is mm-hmm. is basically being a human mm-hmm. Smaug, yeah. and he's on the ground and doing Smaug's movements. Uh-huh. And it's like you, you see it. It's like I get it. 
I get that that's, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch is wearing all those dots on his suit, and I understand all that. But, man, that kind of looks funny. Uh-huh. And we did an episode previously on this where, I'm, where I've said, men, can that guy sell a role? Mm-hmm. But, um... Also, um... I would kind of like to see... I just want to see mocap stuff behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. To see how you're... To see how... And everyone that doesn't know that I... I probably isn't, everyone doesn't know that I jokingly call Lisa Mrs. Decker. Mm-hmm. So, um... Because... Because... Oh, come on, Brain. I'm going to see if I can remember this without you telling me. Um, Connor. Yes. Oh, was, was Brian Decker. And... Mm-hmm. I've wondered one of the first things I said was, man, this woman's got more of an, as much of an obsession with Brian Decker as I do with Chloe and Max. So, well, my obsessions jump around a lot. So sometimes I'm fangirling over Connor and Detroit Become Human. Sometimes I'm fangirling over Gambit. Sometimes I'm fangirling over, um, uh, 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 why am I The Witcher? Um, I hope you're not. I hope you're not trying to get help from me because I'm kind of drawing a blank on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Geralt, well, both Geralt and uh, well, basically everyone in The Witcher—they're all pretty. Um, Whereas, oh, maybe if I can, maybe I can, I can find it and post it in the in the podcast Facebook community. But I'm I fanboy all over. One of my favorite. You were mentioning the. You just mentioned um, Gambit, the X Men, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and because you mentioned Gambit, you can bet where my mind jumped. Mm-hmm. Rogue. Yep. So, one of the coolest pictures I've ever seen anyone do is of Rogue with her glove off, and she's like reaching her hand out towards the camera, mm-hmm. and it looks like someone took a picture of a model doing that and then drew the mm-hmm. picture. Mm-hmm. They didn't draw. They didn't draw an image of the person. They drew the picture. Mm-hmm. That's how good it looks. They yeah. Even, you know, if you fan, if you fan your hand out and look at the muscles, the tendons mm-hmm. or whatever they are between your thumb and your pointer finger, mm-hmm. the artist even got those tendons in there. Oh wow! Yeah. So I'm hopefully I'll try to remember to post that in the podcast Facebook community. But you wanted to mention other things about representation yeah so um the reason why i brought up undertale specifically for um lgbtq representation even though it came after life is strange technically by a couple months um it has a lot more a a lot more like characters a lot more diverse characters um because uh, in order to get the golden ending, um, in order to get like the best ending in the game, you have to befriend everyone, and you have to, um, yeah, or you have to uh, basically solve everyone's problems. Essentially, classic video game. Um, but in er, in getting the golden ending, you have to basically play matchmaker for a couple characters. And, um, one, or so one couple that you play matchmaker for is, um, Alfie's and Undyne. So, um, they're both, or they're both, uh, female monsters. They're both monsters, but they're both, 
Uh, Alfie's is a scientist and Undyne is a fighter, uh, guard, guardswoman. Um, and, uh, then, and there's a, er, and another couple is a, a couple Royal Guards. They're just called Royal Guard 1 and Royal Guard 2. Um, both very buff muscular guys and, uh, you have to play matchmaker between the two of them too in order to, uh, win their battle without, or win their battle without, uh, fighting them. In order to win those, in order to win those battles and win those competitions, you have to play matchmaker? Yeah, so... Okay. The way that Undertale works is that, um, you can either, you can either fight the monsters and kill them, uh, in order to, um, in order to, uh, basically, um, what's the word uh in order to win the battle in in order to progress i guess um so you can either fight or you can uh or you can resolve it peacefully and spare but each monster has a different each kind of monster has a different um condition that you have to reach before you can spare them and sometimes it's just doing a doing a specific um, act or, yeah, doing a specific uh, option in the act menu um, but other times it's a more complicated than that and you have to do a sequence of uh, of why am I blanking on words um, I'm going to say don't count on me because I don't <laughs> know what Undertale is I'm one of those yeah. weirdos <laughs> yeah um, but no, you have to do a, basically a, uh, a set, like, sequence of, um, acts, I guess. So for the Royal Guard, er, so the, for the Royal Guard fight, um, you have RG1 and RG2, and you have to basically, um, clean the armor of one of them to make them take it or to make them take it off so er, er, so when uh, Royal Guard 2 I think it is is shirtless Royal Guard 1 is very obviously uh, distracted um, and then you have to whisper to Royal Guard 2 to um, basically tell him to be honest with his feelings and uh, if you do all the, or if you do um, all the steps correctly, uh, then you get a scene of Royal Guard One confessing to Royal Guard Two that he's in love. Aww. And, Aww. Uh, How you you get this? You get one of the Royal Guards to confess to the. Are you standing there when he's confessing to these to his other person? Yes. Aww. <laughs> and then they run off and get ice cream together. Aww. <laughs> um, what do you? Go ahead. Um. So, in Undertale, uh, except for the fallen human, well, except for yeah, er, the fallen kids. There, er, there's only one human character in the game, and there's um, mentions of past human characters that have gone through but besides you 
um, everyone in Undertale is a monster of some kind. And, um, and because everyone's, like, so unique already, I guess, um, one of the aspects about Undertale is that even though, like, you have Undyne and Alfie's two er, two female monsters that are in love, and then you have the two male monsters that are in love, and then you have straight couples, um, and some of the monsters are genderless. Like, none of this is really, like, pointed out. Um, like, Alfie's doesn't say that she's bi. Uh, Undyne doesn't say that she's gay. They just happen to like each other, and Alfie's just happens to have crushes on both Undyne and Asgore, so both a man and a woman, so you know she's bi. Um, so, uh, yeah, like, none of this is actually pointed out, it's just there. It's kind of like it's hinted at. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's obvious that this woman loves this woman. Right. Um, so, and in that sense, it's not hinted it's not hinted it's there um but it's not nobody said er, the words gay by lesbian aren't ever used it's just a thing just like it's just the thing that alfie's is a lizard and that undyne is a fish woman hmm. okay was so is was it sounds like undertale was the first there, LGBTQIA plus representation has gone back a long, long time. It yeah, should go. Um, it should. It should go back to the beginning, into the Cretaceous or something. But I, um, I want to say that Undertale is, Undertale is not the first game to have LGBTQ representation. Um, it that goes back to, I to the late nineties. Um, the late nineties. Um. Or when it is when it started becoming more popular or more like noticeable in uh, mainstream games, but I I want to say that Undertale is probably the first and still one of the only games to have representation of um, of uh, lesbians, uh, bisexuals, uh, gays, um, transgender characters, both a trans man and a trans woman. Um, and uh, non-binary, uh, uh, like um, non-binary characters that don't identify as either man or woman, all in the same game. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. So is it? It sounds like it sounds like Undertale. Though there have been representations before, mm-hmm. Undertale seems to be the most prominent. And yeah. that, and I realized that that to me. I could I could be wrong. I could be wrong because I all the other games might not be up my alley, mm-hmm. and that could be why I, I'm noticing Life is Strange more mm-hmm. that that game is up my alley. Yeah. Um, that there have been other games before it that I just didn't notice it because they're not mm-hmm. you know the kind of game I would be into, yeah. um, like shooter games, mm-hmm. ha- Halo type games. Mm-hmm. Those are just not games I'm into, but. Um, well, also some of the early representation and a lot of the representation still now 
is um, what I've seen described as opt-in gay, where if you want if you want LGBTQ representation, it's there for you to have it as an option. But if you don't, then you don't even have to see it in the game. So, um, like games, thinking. like games that make choices, like like mm-hmm. choice choice of games kind of thing yeah. like that where you um, follow a path of the character and then you get mm-hmm. to choose whether that character goes for a woman, a guy, or no one at all. Yeah. Um, one of the examples that um, was in a video that I saw on this topic was uh, in Stardew Valley. Um, in I, St- I know that name. Mm-hmm. Um, in Stardew Valley, you can play as a man or a woman and then you can and then you have a selection of characters that you could potentially date and it's the same pool of characters no matter if you're man or woman um but uh one of the encounters that you have if you choose to date one of the women um if you're a guy dating the woman then uh or no uh, sorry, if you're a girl dating the woman, then um, her ex-girlfriend will show up uh, in one of the scenes. And um, so it's like, yeah, that makes sense. If she's dating a, if she's dating the player character now who's a woman, then it makes sense that her ex would be a woman. Um, but if you're a guy and you date if you if you're a guy and you date the same woman, um, then her, er, then instead of her ex-girlfriend, it's her ex-boyfriend shows up. So, mm. if you're a guy and dating this character, then, I, then that character just happens to be straight in your playthrough. And if you're a girl and dating that character, then that character just happens to be a lesbian. So, it's one of those cases where, even though Stardew Valley is open about, like, yeah you can be gay and you can date whoever if you don't want to see the gay content then you don't have to see the gay content um freedom of choice so to speak yep it sounds and how does and how it hasn't because I remember that name I remember when you said Stardew Valley I remember that Mm -hmm. hasn't that been around for a while uh it's uh, let me do I have that on my dock? I remember because I remember the name Stardew Valley. Here, I can try to pull up like my tablet here and see if I can mm-hmm. find it there. Uh, I want to say it was m- mid to late twenty tens. Oh, uh, come on, oh. Google! Yay, Google! Stardew. I'm trying to type in Google as everyone's listening. Stardew Valley, found it. Stardew Valley video game. 2016. Yeah, February 26, 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was... I, I could have sworn it was older than that. Because I've seen... It, it, it looks older because it has that, like, classic style pixel art. Um, which is actually the same... Or actually similar to, uh, to Undertale. Oh, Undertale's pixelated looks? Okay, that would draw me. I, and maybe, like I said, it may just me may just be my eye, but when I see someone play a game, I want to see a game that's kind of like, I, the only word I can think of is fluid. Like, it mm-hmm. looks like like modern fluid you animation. You want color, not pixels. 
Right. I like like um, Minecraft. Mm-hmm. That game drives me nuts mm-hmm. because it's so blocky and so pixelated. Mm-hmm. Like that's not what my eyes want to see. It wants to see defined like things in a video game. Mm-hmm. Now, so it's it's it sounds like. It's just it sounds it, it sounds like Undertale is was it developed as a like a pixelated game because that's the kind of thing that developers had at their disposal at the time? Um it's it it's made to be a pixel game, uh, let me hold on. Um It was made basically to uh, invoke uh, Earthbound. Oh, because Earthbound is a top game for everyone. And I apologize to those who people who like Earth game, Earthbound. But Earthbound is a top game for everyone. And everyone must follow Earthbound. <laughs> like, I get it. Everyone likes Earthbound. But not everything has to be like Earthbound. Yeah. Well, so Toby Fox um, got his video game. Er, the first, um, like, video games that Toby Fox made um, were actually uh, Earthbound ROM hacks. So um, his first experience with coding, with making video games, was with Earthbound, taking the um, assets and the um, base gameplay of Earthbound and um, just manipulating that to tell his own story. So it makes sense that um, that uh, Undertale would uh, evoke that. Okay. This is, as you can see, hopefully, can you... So here's something else since we started off kind of going down this avenue. Mm-hmm. If you, on your end, mm-hmm. can you, what is, what is the, what is it showing you? Is it showing you a time? Like a clock, yeah. a running clock? Yes, 3138. Okay, so it's showing you, huh, I've always wondered that when I connect to guests or kind of co-hosts, in mm-hmm. this case, what it shows, like I, what I can see on my end, I can see... I can see the time and then my my name and my icon and then your name. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if that's I can that's what I see. I was wondering if that's what you see. If you can see the running clock. I just sent you a screenshot of. Um, okay, I'm curious. I'm just screen shows. Two hundred episodes in, and I'm still learning about this. This is mm-hmm. kind of cool. So this is well, I I know it's probably a lot more that I've stepped on not only your toes but my toes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's gone for a thirty-two twenty-two. Uh, mm-hmm. So well, I get out what I wanted to, which is gushing about how many identities are represented in in Undertale. Um, and well, I also want to uh, add about the um, transgender representation because it's not as like obvious as the lizard girl and the fish girl like each other. Um, the character, uh, the characters of Metaton and um, Mad Dummy, are. Um, Wait, did you say Mag Dummy? Mad Dummy, M A D D U M M Y. Okay, I thought it was M A G D U M Y. No, Mad Dummy. Okay. Um, so in Undertale, uh, all goat, er, all ghost monsters are, um, are a gender. Er, they're non-binary. They go by they/them pronouns, uh, like Navstablik. Um, Navstablik is consistently referred to with they/them pronouns. 
Um, however, uh, spoilers for a game that's, what, six, seven years old now? Um, the er, Metaton and Mad Dummy are both ghosts that are, um, er, are both ghosts. So they were, they were, um, non-binary, they, them. Uh, However, Metaton, er, uh, Elfie's, Elfie's made a body for Metaton, a, um, robot body that Metaton was able to inhabit and, um, and, uh, use as his new body and as I just said as I said just now uh, Metaton er, in the robot body is he is referred to with male pronouns he him so transgender non-binary to male and then Mad Dummy um, when you first encounter Mad Dummy he's she use the right pronouns um, or they uh, when you first encounter Mad Dummy, they are in a, um, uh, gen- er, like a neutral dummy, uh, er, they inhabited a, 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 um, neutral gender dummy. Um, but, w- uh, in the Switch version, specifically of Undertale, um, you can later encounter the same ghost now inhabiting a, um, a, uh, Mew Mew doll. So, um, uh, they are in a, a feminine body similar to Metaton's, oh. uh, technically male, but very effeminate male. Oh. So then, so Mad Dummy is transgender, uh, non binary to female. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, as we can see, the 35 minutes. So thank yep. you all so much. Thank you for coming on and oh, getting yeah. more getting more into this than I thought, that I remembered, <laughs> actually. And thank you all so much for listening. Stick around for a little bit more on the end here. Bye. Want to check out the best podcast and best YouTube channel out there? true true friends of this podcast check out fantastic cruising over on apple podcast and all your favorite podcasting devices and services give them a five-star review head on over to youtube look up fantastic studios give them a five-star review and give them comments they'll love that to death they are the greatest podcast out there give them a shout out Want to check out the best travel vlogger and videos anywhere? Go to Atlantic City, Disney, Six Flags, all along the Atlantic City boardwalk, and go to Vegas. Check out the New York channel, N-U-Y-A-W-K, on YouTube. You will be thoroughly impressed and thoroughly entertained. You will love every second of what you're seeing. Go to YouTube and check out N-U-Y-A-W-K. You'll love what you're seeing. You'll enjoy every second of it. Want to check out the environment, the climate, the planet, and everything we can do to have an impact on it? 
Check out City Climate Corner on all the podcasting platforms, Apple Podcast, Spotify, on everything. You won't be disappointed. You'll enjoy and love what you're listening to.